Welcome to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle. You'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome my good friend, Jill Lublin. How are you today, Jill? I'm doing great, Dan. Thank you. Fantastic. Jill, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I wrote four books, uh, not as much as your great your great program in a flash, but they all got done, um, including my my wonderful classic, Guerrilla Publicity. And my latest book is called The Prophet of Kindness. And I've been helping uh, speakers, authors, consultants, entrepreneurs for, gosh, over 20 years to actually get publicity done. And uh, and I also help people get foreign rights deals and major deals with with agents and publishers. So that's, uh, that's the main things I do. Plus, I teach a publicity crash course. Fantastic. We'll find out more about all of those things later in our show. But tell me, you've written four books. Why did you decide to write a book? Because I know that writing a book is actually what grows your business, creates prospects, raises your consulting fees, gets you wonderful speaking engagements, and actually leaves a legacy. It, it, it's your valuable information all contained in one place that enables you to leave your information fresh with someone and easily accessible. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Fantastic. Now, your latest book on kindness <laughs> couldn't be more timely. How did you ever think of that as an idea? Because obviously, you're an expert in publicity and networking and referrals. Where did kindness come from? I know you're well, a very kind person, but to turn that into a business model, that's where, I, where I'm asking. Thank you. Well, a couple things. One is, wonderfully enough, kind companies get more publicity. I found that out consistently as I interviewed multiple companies. They all had one thing in common, really good publicity. Hmm. And so that we can draw a straight arrow to, that being more kind gives you more publicity, period. I think that's important. Um, number two, I actually had a friend who I've been caring for for many years, and uh, we've had a long time friendship. And well, you know, as she's aged, obviously, she's needed a lot more help. And one day she looked at me and she said, Jill, you are so kind. I wish we had a new currency, the currency of kindness. And that for me was my aha. Oh my gosh, what a great book title which of course the publisher changed, but okay. Um, the point is the profit of kindness is just as important. And, and really we make the point that you never be kind to get more profit, but you get more profit from being kind. Very nice. And, okay, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No, I think so. So that's really the, the book inception idea came from a friend who said something off the cup and you know for many people your greatest book title your greatest book idea and inspiration will come because somebody says something off the cuff and all of a sudden it's like that's it so be listening for that like where is that great title because frankly what i find you know in pitching books to publishers and agents for over 18 years the book you want to write and the book others might want to read 
or the book you want to write and the book the publishers want to buy may be different. <laughs> and so I really think that people need to hear that, uh, that it isn't always about your memory and life story, but really like I find how-to books are super for people because people always want to know how-to right? They don't necessarily, no offense to any of you, but care as much about your story as they care about how to. And then I like to tell people, integrate your story in that how to, and then it gets your story out. So it accomplishes multi-purposes, which of course is always a good thing. Great idea. So how did you create your stories and do your research for this book? For Profit of Kindness in particular? Yes. Yes. So, um, because, well, I'll tell you a couple different ways. One is I thought of who do I know that's company wide, um, who's running campaigns like Honda is running a kindness campaign. Um, Kleenex, I, I also took a look at the book because they were passing out Kleenex boxes to be kind, right? And so what I was looking at was a number of things. What companies are known for kindness? Where did I hear a great story? Um, whose companies do I know that, that are kind? Who's been kind to me in my life? Like one of our shared coaches, Mark LeBlanc. Uh, so I was starting to think, and James Melanchuk, and I was starting to think about who has been in my life who's expressed kindness, who I've noticed uh, when they do kind things, it multiplies, um, who come to business with a mindset of kindness. You know, here's a great story, if I may. Um, so one of the things that I found was a story about Panera Bread Company. And there was this tiny little, you know, Panera Bread in New Hampshire, uh, a town that you probably wouldn't recognize. And this young man whose grandmother was dying he went into the Panera Bread Company because she wanted clam chowder and it was Tuesday. Turns out they don't make clam chowder till Friday. And the woman very nicely, this was actually a phone order, told him that on the phone. He said, well, I don't think my grandma's going to make it till Friday. And her dying wish is clam chowder. So what did they do? They, the woman on the phone said, you know what? To heck with the rules. I'm making you the clam chowder. Come on in. It'll be ready by the end of the day. And he came in. And she gave him the clam chowder. She gave him a tin full of cookies. That was extra. I mean, you know, just her extra bonus. Well, do you know that story? Last time I checked, and I do check it, had over 350,000 comments in social media. Do you think that's good publicity? <laughs> I do. And on top of that, this young woman who said yes to him, well, she not only didn't get in trouble, she actually got promoted to regional manager. Um, this man is still talking about that act of kindness for his grandmother. And so the power of kindness multiplies the power of publicity. And Panera Bread Company got a lot of publicity in one simple act of kindness from one woman who decided to do the right thing, not the rural thing. And I think that's a real, that's a real piece. That's a great story. So I'm wondering, you pick up an idea that you weren't consulting in, that there wasn't an expressed need for, you found your own niche. How difficult was that? Or what, how did you overcome those kinds of barriers? Because you know, in, my, in my PR days for high-tech PR, we'd always have companies come in or startup companies come in and say, we have a product that will do X. Like no one in the world had ever experience that as a problem. It's like, why would anyone buy this? So there's that skepticism that people would have. You approached a publisher with an idea for a book. 
that really had no competition at the time. There were happiness books, but uh, there were gratitude books, but not a kindness book. How did you get a publisher to sign off on that? That must be fascinating. Well, first of all, the good news is because I've sold a lot of other books, <laughs> you know, that helps. I mean, Guerrilla Publicity, my really flagship book, which, by the way, is now in its third edition, Dan. Okay. Guerrilla Publicity is coming out in its third edition. I'm so excited. And, um, you know, it's just one of those books that keeps on giving, right? Guerrilla Publicity does. And so part of what happens, because I've written multiple books and because I, I speak a lot and I train a lot and I'm out there a lot, um, that helps. So the publisher said, you know, we want you to do this. And in fact, funny enough, that was the book that came out the fastest, like literally from the time I signed the contract to the book being out took nine months. An average book coming out realistically is 18 to 24 months. That's, that's pretty standard in the marketplace. And so it came out that fast because a kindness was needed so much. And now what's wonderful and that I love it is that word kindness is being used everywhere now. It's like the new word, which is great. I think it's replaced happiness. So I'm riding high on that. And then, you know, like anything, um, you know, and I sat there looking at like, how does this all come together? How it all comes together literally is the publicity that that companies receive as their kind. I really think that that they're very related and that there was no accident with me coming into kindness. And kindness affects your personal branding too. Kindness affects, you know, every part of our lives, really. So uh, I think what happened was the publisher saw a need. They know that I'm a person who is committed to promoting and publicizing, and because I'm out in the world a lot, they they also knew that I could that I could sell books, right? Because that's what publishers need to know. They need to know you can sell books, and you, as an author, need to sell books no matter what. So finding ways to sell those books is actually really key. And of course, you know, giving virtual seminars, speaking in person. Um, all the kinds of things we do, whether it's writing articles and, and getting quoted, writing blogs, being on podcasts, every single thing matters and it all counts. You know, I remember a great lesson that um, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen taught me. They had actually had me help them uh, on a book with some masterminding on some publicity. And I remember they said to me very specifically, you know, Jill, um, well, we learned the power of publicity many years ago with Chicken Soup for the Soul because we learned to just say yes, literally no matter what asked, who asked us what, we just said yes. It was some small town in Whereverville, and we had to get up at four in the morning to do this interview. We said yes. And one thing I'm always big on, Dan, is that you must say yes. You must say yes to everything. Every, what does that mean? When someone says, can you talk about this? You say yes. Here's a great one. Uh, when Guerrilla Publicity came out, that was the second edition. And uh, we were doing a wonderful new PR campaign. And I remember the largest Catholic radio station said, Jill, can you talk about Super Bowl advertising? Huh. Well, Dan, I got three problems with this. Number one, I'm not Catholic. Number two, I know nothing about the Super Bowl. I didn't even know who was playing. And number three, I'm not an expert in advertising. I'm an expert in publicity. And when the largest Catholic radio station, did I mention 40,000 people, called me up and said, will you talk about Super Bowl advertising? 
My answer was yes, right? And then what I did was it's called bridging. And whenever they'd ask me a question that I had no idea to the answer, I do what every good publicity person does and anyone who's trained by a smart publicity person, and that's called bridging. And it means thank you for asking, Dan. You know, what I wanted to share about publicity is, and you know, I got through that interview. Okay, I did pray. I figured that would cover the Catholic part. (laughs) But I got through that interview very good because I used what I teach everybody, which is, you know, replicatable publicity ideas that are simple and easy. And so I have answers I have answers no matter what, right? They got questions, I got answers. And even if the questions aren't relevant to sometimes exactly what they needed in that moment, I would bridge it to what I wanted to talk about. And that's what all of you have to do too. That, you know, the the other truth, Dan, is that it's not publicity around your book, right? Um, And this is a mistake I think a lot of speakers, a lot of, uh, of authors make. And that is they keep trying to get publicity about the book. You know, like I'm looking at the profit of kindness right now and, and uh, with everything we're going through in, in COVID times and all the things people are talking about, do you think kindness is a hot topic again? Yes. Do you think it's a phrase that everybody keeps using? Please be kind to each other. Yes. And so here we go out again, right? So it's never about the book, The Prophet of Kindness. Even when the book first came out, you know what my press release was on? You know, because I used your fabulous service to send it out. That press release was called The Divided States of America. And that's why people weren't being kind, because everybody was so divided. And you know what? That story continues. And so find a story so that your story continues and so that your message matters and continuously is heard and seen. And then you know what? People will buy your book. That's the good news. Fantastic. Jill, how do you use your books in marketing, whether the publicity book or the referral book or the kindness book? How do you turn those books into consulting and coaching contracts? Well, a couple things. There are people who do a book, and I think, by the way, this is smart, to do a book just as a big business card. And then you just give them away like candy, you know? Here, have a book. And it, and it really is a gift, right? Um, and I think that that's a great gift to give somebody. It's powerful. It leaves lasting impact. It's an immediate like, woo, she wrote a book, you know? It just elevates your status. That's what books do. And so it absolutely is used in marketing. Now, will I send my book continuously to corporations to actually get speaking engagements? Absolutely. And I will say something like, you know, I'd love for you to have my book. Um, Please enjoy it and find out how, you know, kindness can create a better culture in your company. That would be maybe the first way I would send it out to market so that I could go into a company and help them with their uh, kindness culture, right? And create a new culture of kindness. So that's one way to market and use your books is you really literally give them away and you can target who you're giving them away to. I don't actually believe in giving away books willy-nilly. I really don't. I think you, you choose a targeted audience who to give it to and why they're important. In my case, it's corp- for corporate speaking engagements. 
And I think that's a great way to use my book. Other than that, usually people buy them in the back of the room or through the website, profitofkindness.com, and through other ways, you know, that, that people can connect to me. Um, and, you know, I have all my books on my main website, jilllublin.com. And guess what? It always sends them back over to Amazon. It always sends them uh, back over to places to buy books. And I'll joke with people, hey, do me a favor, do it through my website so I can make like 30 cents you know, on <laughs> Amazon. Because we all know it's not like you make a fortune when people buy books on Amazon. But the point is you want to drive them to your website first. So when people say, where can you get your book? I'll say jilllublin.com unless I have a very specialized book site, which I also believe in it when your book's first coming out to get a specialized book site. But some of my books like Networking Magic and Get Notice, Get Referrals, I don't have a specialized website for them anymore. I just drive them through my own. Uh, so that's how I market. You want to keep driving people to your website. You want to drive them and connect them to other things you're doing because books are the are part of the equation part of the marketing equation they're an important part of the marketing equation they establish your credibility your viability your visibility they're a great excuse for a pr campaign they like i said elevate your status and make you more trustworthy more credible um, a more sought after expert all of that is key all of that is key and what i would say especially in today's world Having a book is, in my opinion, a must if you want to be thought of as a thought leader and somebody who makes a difference out in the world. Definitely. Jill, what advice do you have for uh, people, exec particularly executives, who are writing a big business card book? How can they write their books effectively so they get their messages across, as you've done? Well, a couple things. Um, you know, in terms of writing their books effectively, listen, I'm a big believer in you don't have to write your own book, right? And, and again, the question always is begin with the end in mind. What is it that you actually want to accomplish? I mean, sometimes projects are just for your mom, you know, because your mom needs to see that book. Or one of my clients is writing actually a book for her mom. Um, her mom actually passed away and this was a book her mother always wanted to write. So sometimes it will just be a passion heart project, like something is driving you literally from the inside out. And that's fine. Uh, I don't think it'll be a profitable venture, but sometimes it really doesn't have to be. Um, but I think, you know, if you're writing a book for purposes of marketing yourself, think with the end in mind. So that means every page will probably have your website at the bottom or the top. There will be places to get free gifts constantly in your website, um, excuse me, in your book. You will be thinking like a marketer and you will be consistently putting ways to connect back to you inside of your book. And so you always you wanna be thinking about what is it that you're really wanting to accomplish? Um, and I think that matters, honestly. Uh, so the marketing part needs to be distributed widely throughout your book. And even if you're writing a book because of, you know, something that you promised somebody or um, because it's something that just drives you to write it, still be thinking about, like, I had a woman completely shift her, I'm going to write a memoir into a how-to book so that she could 
help other people. In her case, it was opioid addiction, how she recovered from opioid addiction. Well, that is a hot topic. And I actually managed to sell that book to a, a publisher because of it being a hot topic. I would not have been able to sell it had she gone with her original intention, which was, I'm going to write a memoir about how I overcame opioid addiction. What we did was we shifted it to how you can overcome opioid addiction. And then, of course, her journey, her story was woven through it. That worked. That's a fantastic way to write a memoir or that helps people. Uh, fantastic. Jill, thank you. You've been absolutely fantastic here. As we wrap up, why don't you tell us who your ideal client is and how they can get in touch with you? Well, thank you so much. So I tend to work with speakers, authors, consultant coaches, and what I would call small business owners. Um, and I'd happy to get in touch with you. A couple things. Um, go to jilllublin.com slash publicity. And lots of L's in there. I'm sure Dan will put it in the show notes. But uh, go to jilllublin.com slash publicity, and you will get access to a wonderful uh, free publicity webinar that's going to support you with more and better ideas, even than we had time to cover here, so that you can keep your message going and get your name out there. Thank you, Jill. You are fantastic. Thank you, Dan. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.